Jonathan, you have the rice for bulking and the potatoes for cutting. The disco pumper. Just age-old uh, wisdom. Yeah. I. It, so I actually had potato for lunch today, off the back of that advice, um, and feel very satiated. So I calorie-matched the meals and just swapped the carb source. Way more, way more satiating. Which, honestly, there's something about being fed being in a fed state that just or and being in a deficit that just fucks with you so like you in a fed state you look at them and you're like well rice is really filling why what are you complaining about it's it so is, weird how it changes your perception of like how you see food like even how bright the colors are in, in a meal and mm. how you respond to the smell of it and everything it's crazy i went for a tasting menu actually uh while in a deficit Two things, two observations. One, impossible to track. How the fuck do you track that? Yeah. It was like 17 tiny courses of, of food. And some of the courses are like cheese foam. And you're like, what? That could be really high calorie or really low. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but the flavors were like nothing I've ever experienced before. <laughs> so everything's just like cranked up. And like, I'm like sat around the table. There was four of us. And we had a course, and I'm like, "Oh, can you taste the like?" The, the, and everyone's like, "It's all right." Like, what do you mean it's all right, right? guys? Come on, be <laughs> ridiculous! Everybody, everybody, <laughs> gather, gather around. But yeah, incredible. Like the, the waiter comes over and is like, "So here we have some tomato water that's been drained over," and you're like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then what did you do to the tomatoes? <laughs> Right, and you braised them over the, the oven, right? And then blueberry syrup. Okay, right. right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's wow, crazy. This, this guy's having a, a great time. You're like, but I did have a great time. Yeah, I, it's the nicest It's the nicest food I think I've ever tasted. So you just got me thinking about that when, you know, you said like it fucks with you, whether you're in a fed or an un underfed state. The experience of going to an all-you-can-eat buffet, I think, is the perfect demonstration of the the different satiety mechanisms. So the kephalic and the, the mechanical. Because if if you're bulking hard and you're trying, you're really pushing the weight gain and you're struggling to get the calories in, and you go for a buffet, you've probably got mechanical space in your stomach. But when you're mm. eating, you're just like, oh, I'm really just sick of food. Whereas when you're dieting, the opposite happens. Like you hit the point where your stomach's like bulging, but in your head, you're like, I could definitely eat more if I could just make some room somehow. Yeah. It's that abyss. And that I think is the, that's the, like the worst bit of dieting is that even if you have a high calorie day, it actually sometimes doesn't even help. It can, it can sometimes just make things worse. Cause I, I find, I don't know about you. I find that I'm more hungry the subsequent day. And on the day, it's like, it's still falling short of kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> like this, like feeling of being really satiated and like, oh, you know, getting some respite from the deficit. You don't really get that. You get to eat a bit more, but not as much as you'd like. And the following day you wake up and you're like, fuck me, I'm so hungry. Better have a, better have a bowl of potatoes again. <laughs> With a bit of salt as a treat. Mm, you know me. Mm. But I've started ordering weird shit. Like I'm starting to have like black pitted olives 
don't even like them objectively. Like, I don't think they're that nice. Having dried, like, crispy onions on things. That's fucking weird, too. Yeah, loads it, of jellies. Loads it, of those low-calorie jellies. The the onions and olives thing is, I think, because it's like a simulacrum of eating savory food. It's, a, it's something salty with a bit of texture to it, and you feel like you like you can almost fool yourself into thinking I'm eating something. It's like a really delicious meal. <laughs> yeah, just a bastard. Um, but yeah, so I got for for any of you or anyone who's not been following the podcasts, I'm dieting. I've got a coach doing my macros. Is a coach who's an alumnus of the podcast called Pascal, who works for Revive Stronger, or is one of the owners of Revive Stronger, I think. And in my check-in reply which all come with background music, 4K video, great experience. He actually quoted Yusef as some something that Yusef said as advice to me today because I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit hungry. Here's what I'm eating throughout the day. And he was like, well, as Yusef has already told you, presumably, it's potatoes for cutting, rice for bulking, which actually I would like, I would like a to do a, a poll to see what people think about that. It confused a few people on the in the comments, and I think they just got the wrong end of the stick. Because they think what they think I, that I think people were saying that I'm like they were like, well, no, because the calories are the same. So how do you, how can you say to me that one's more metabolically active? And you're like, no, that, that's not the point. It's that like go and try and eat a thousand calories of potato, and then come back to me. Like that's that's what it, that's the brass tacks when push comes to shove, when the <laughs> pedal hits the metal. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> like but you know what but that i'm talking boiled potato obviously you can configure potato in a way that makes it very calorie dense if you deep fry it in oil and you have any sort of crisps variation um but you can do that with rice too you ever had like an oily rice dish that you could just spoon away well like most like if you go to like a chinese takeaway you'll get like a rice-based dish, but it just slides down, doesn't it? Without any effort. It's like oily, greasy, with added bits of like fried, like prawns and egg, and it's delicious. Like su sushi rice as well, delicious. You could eat so much of that. But you you can make, obviously, a, a version of whatever of most things that is, that is not satiating. But I had always thought rice high on the satiety spectrum, but it, as it turns out, I was wrong. So there we are. Yeah, when you can really rev the engine, you can go for it. The other thing that's exciting, and you will, as dear listener, you will witness over the next few weeks, is that Johnny gets weird, gets lean in the weirdest places, doesn't get weird in the leanest places. He, <laughs> um, so, like, I've seen at your leanest, God, striations in your jaw. Yeah. And like feathering in your quad and stuff. But no abs. Yeah, the abs are like the last thing. <laughs> they are. Yeah. When I get when I get visible abs, it's like everything else is transparent. Um but yeah, it's um it's weird. I haven't I haven't felt a dieted in a diet I haven't felt dieted for a long time. Um Yeah. It's, so it's un, uncharted territory. It's a weird place. Whereas I suppose I'm the opposite in terms of fat distribution. Like I can be clinically obese, but still have abs. But my, yeah. my legs are just like... Blah, 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 blah. Do you think so, that's a function of ab thickness? 
I think in, in your case, that's got to be a part of it. I think like doing gymnastics since what, 13? Something or maybe younger. Yeah, it's, it's possibly that because I do train abs a lot, but there's also the, um, like anatomically, your abs are like a, a roast of meat. Is that what you call it? Like when you order mm. like a... With a string wrapped around it. Yeah, what, what's that called? A, a joint. A joint. Yeah, it's like a joint of meat. And the string is just the... The, the, the strings over the, the rectus. And so depending on genetically how deep that string goes and how much the, the joint bulges out. Um, so it's a combination it's probably... of like ab training, body fat distribution, and then genetics. And you just Pretty have much. all three of those dialed up to a 11, don't you? <laughs> I think so. Would you rather be a telepath or a healer? So just for definitions, telepath, can read, control, alter, and shut down minds within a radius of 200 feet. Mm. You can pick who you would affect and have fine control over it so that to avoid being overwhelmed. And whatever you do remains in effect, even if they leave the radius. That's, that's quite that's a fairly permanent, that isn't it? Permanent, powerful thing. And then the second one is healing. So you can instantly heal any injury, ailment, disorder, or illness by touching someone, including yourself, with either hand. You can turn the ability on and off at will, but it cannot grant immortality or alter aging. Um, I think if I can't grant immortality, the only reason you would pick the healing is if you are optimizing for like helping, helping people, helping other people. So like curing problems in the world, but it's on like a one, it's on like a one-to-one -one basis by the sounds of things. Yeah. Like very hard to have like a really far reaching, unless you just have queues and queues and queues of people. Like you you're still run past them doing that. Yeah. But just that, but you're still rate limited. Whereas if you do the, the mind control option, I'm sure you could work out how to harness people, businesses, systems, money to just point wherever you wanted to. So you could just control the wealthiest people in the world to invest their money differently in certain parts of healthcare. And assuming that, assuming the goal is to, to cure illnesses, I think like get it at its source. I think that, well, that's, that's a very good framework to look at it. Cause you're like, okay, what's the, the, the best outcome of option one? How can I set a KPI for option two and achieve the same thing while still getting the benefits of option two of, yeah. of option one? So yeah, nailed yeah. it. It's like, yeah, I think that's got to be the answer. I'd probably say things differently if I knew someone immediately close to me or myself who required immediate healing though. True. Although you are just, you're, you're bringing someone out of disease, but they're still on the slow march towards death, aren't they? So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. But it would make a, a shift in a hospital brilliant. Yeah. As long as people didn't catch wind of it, you'd have to kind of... Because then it's like expected. Well, yeah. Like then people start like calling you up and like, oh, that, that, that the healer's in. Can, hey, can you just come and look at the guy in bed too? Because he's... Whereas instead you just go, oh yeah, I've just come to review his, his meds. I've just come to do some bloods and you just heal them. Well, it's, it's buying someone a present on their birthday or buying someone a present randomly, isn't it? Like one of them is... <laughs> wow that's so nice and the other one is i can't believe you didn't buy me a present 
So if the healer walks into your ward and doesn't heal you, you'd be like, what the fuck, mate? Like, I've been here for months and you didn't, you forgot to tap me on the shoulder. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah you, like, you, you're just disappointing people everywhere. Yeah. Um, great. I've got one. You have a PG one. Uh, well, I mean, that, that was far more PG than I was expecting. Um, would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazed at any activity you tried? <laughs> Sorry, that's wrong. I've read that wrong. Would you rather, would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazing at every activity you tried? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Wow, just being so amazed. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a separate question. But yeah, so it's either you just know everything or everything you do, you're amazing at it. So it's a knowledge-based benefit uh, or, or a skill-based benefit. Oh, execution. Second one. Because the first one you're saying, like, the the only way that... So the, this is assuming you're a genius, but you shit at stuff. I think so, but it doesn't really work the other way around, does it? Like, it's very hard to be great at everything, but know nothing. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. So... It's yeah, because I I think intelligence is really applied intelligence, isn't it? It's how how good are you at doing a thing rather than how much do you just know in the cave. So, I would go for option two. Skills based. Yeah, I guess it's like it's born identity. Have you seen the born identity? So it's a man with memory loss who's good at fighting and beating people up, but but doesn't know how. Doesn't know how or why. Like if you if you sat down and said. Jason, how did you just punch him? Or how did you like break break into that car and then punch that guy and then escape the police? He'd be like, beats me, mate. Can't uh, right, okay. But so, he has like this innate ability to just be able to do that. Right, got you. So, so, so that question's asking, would you rather be a master of theory or like muscle memory? Yeah. Which means that you probably wouldn't be very good at coaching people to get there. Unless that's you, one of the skills. Would you even need to? Well, no, because it's an activity. <laughs> but coaching is an activity i suppose it would just be your internal experience of those things wouldn't it you'd be you'd constantly feel like you were running down a hill and only just staying standing up and, and like foot in front of the other constantly like what the hell is this whereas mm. knowing everything you'd be you'd feel very confident with it and you might it's the person who's like theoretically really good at tempin bowling but can't tempin bowl Weird yeah, that sounds really frustrating as, as an existence. I suppose it's like, imagine being like the coach for a top level athlete. Like they understand the theory of what they what they have to do, but ultimately the top level athlete is better at executing it than the coach. Okay, fine. So, so there's, there is job opportunities in both <laughs> yeah. situations, isn't there? <clears throat> right. I've got one. Okay. Which of these animal based abilities would you rather have? Cat's night vision, eagle's long distance vision, dog sense of smell, dragonfly reaction time, fish underwater breathing, or bat's echolocation. God, I mean, they're all not that fun. <laughs> dragonfly reactions, dog smell, uh, fish. fish breathing. 
cat night vision, eagle long distance vision. Or probably night, night probably night vision. Although how fucking useful is that? You just use your torch on your phone, don't you? <laughs> like what okay, so breathing underwater, hopefully never have to use that. Fingers crossed. I guess if sea levels continue rising, maybe everything will be underwater and I'll just be fine. But everyone else will be dead. So mm. limited use. Echolocation, what am I going to use that for? Any ideas? No, that there's a there is a blind guy that can do echolocation. Like goes like Yeah, and you can I've like you can say, Oh, there's a couple of wheelie bins over there and there's a thing here, but But that's like, only useful if you're blind, I suppose. True. Nice to have though. I think long distance vision. I'm gonna go for the underdog. But what are you gonna use that for? Just fun. But I, you know what? I'm, I retract that, Johnny. I, I was hasty <laughs> because I, if I really valued that, I'd at least own a pair of binoculars, and I don't. Well, no, but you're you are reacting to the circumstances as you find them. Like you've been prevented, you've been presented with a, a series of options, and you're picking one. It's not to say like you, you faker. Like if you really valued long distance vision, you'd have a telescope and binoculars and be getting looking into laser eye surgery and all these sorts of things like yeah fair within enough. parameters because it's that or being able to like smell like a dog smell like a dog wouldn't be that useful maybe like solving crimes or something the <laughs> dragonfly reaction time it would make you a good combatant hand to hand combatant probably make you just a good person just better at everything i imagine you'd be you could probably win like call of duty championships Yeah, although I think being really good at Call of Duty is uh, a selection of skills. It's a combination of things. Mm. But I, I see your point, though. It would certainly give you a better shot than what you have now, whereas you can't smell your way to the championship, can you? <laughs> I think dog smell would probably be quite um, unpleasant. Yeah, oh, it'd be overwhelming. Like someone mm. farts in the room and it like, just <sighs> fully flattens you. Yeah. Fine. Reaction time it is. Uh, that one. Let me, I'll do one more. <laughs> Would you rather have a baby vomit on you or you vomit on a baby? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to modify it slightly because I think there'll be, there'll be parents listening who think like I have a baby vomit on me all the time so let's like we'll really turn up and say like it's got to be on their face or something like that like it's fake someone's oh, baby's throwing up on your face you're throwing up on a baby's face i just That's can't real. bring myself to say that i would throw up on the baby's face <laughs> <laughs> you'd feel bad about it wouldn't you like i really don't want the baby to throw up on my face but the baby's not as culpable Whereas you chose to vomit on the baby. So it's, it's much, it's a real, that's a really good question because it really tests the ethical limits. Yeah. I think my public answer is going to have to be allow the baby to vomit on me. But on uh, behind closed doors when the microphone's turned off and the camera's when pointing away. When comes to shove, pedal hits the metal. And the rubber bounces off the mat. The you're right though from an ethical point of view there is a as a framework you could just turn dial up the severity of the action and everybody would have a point where they're like 
they've hit their threshold. God. Yeah. Like let's say it's stabbing or maiming, paralyzing. It gets really, really nasty really quickly, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, thank it God does. the question was just vomiting. <laughs> Fine. So we hang on, hang on. Can do oh. one more. These are a bit spicy. Or have you got one? I've got one. It's not very spicy. Should we should we go with the horrific one and then All right, settle okay. ourselves down with, the, with this one? Would you rather eat a stranger's toenail clippings once a week or have everything smell like rotten eggs? Once a week? Mm. Or everything, as in everything I smell smells of rotten eggs? Mm. <sighs> I think what that's... The, the underlying question is, would you rather like batch your suffering or have this kind of low level thing that you probably just learn to tolerate and get used to? Mm, I see. I think area under the curve suffering is lower for the toenail clippings than it is for the smell. Assuming there's no adaptation. Yeah. And assuming there's no, you don't get some weird fungal anaerobic disease from eating the the toenail clippings yeah i think we have to make sure that doesn't happen otherwise that's very unfair this is the the downside of being a doctor you just see you see through the you see 10 steps down the road like i'm thinking about what a toenails taste like you're thinking about (laughs) sepsis and that's how we're both viewing the question yeah ramifications so yeah i'd go toenail clippings Yeah, I think you, oh, it's just the thought of it. Like I'm borderline retching just thinking about it. You, you could just down them with some water, couldn't you? Yeah. Like, I think the quickest way is just to swallow them rather than like eat it with a It'd be that day though, wouldn't it? What day of the week would you do it on? <clears throat> Monday morning. <laughs> eat the frog style. Tony, what's his name? Would it be like, would you have something to eat first? Brian Tracy, that's his name. Would I have something to eat? Uh, no. Are you going to w- wake up, get out of bed, do your habits, shower, shower turn get dressed, do it in the shower? Yeah, with a red light box, like just all the standard morning routine stuff. And then you just in amongst all of that. So while, while all the other, like everyone else is having their like, element salt water to give their adrenals something to to fire with you're taking a little serving of a stranger's toenails and putting it into some lukewarm water and then <laughs> it would down, be wouldn't it down and out <laughs> oh, there we are mm. there we are just to round things off would you rather have 10 mouse-sized cats or one cat-sized mouse 10 cat-sized mouse. Is that what you said? What? 10 mouse-sized cats or one cat-sized mouse? Cat-sized mouse. 10 cat-sized mouse. Mouse-sized cats. So <laughs> so 10 mice. That but they are, look like cats. Uh, <laughs> but they look like cats. Yeah, so it, or 10 small cats, basically, or one large mouse is what we're asking. 
And would I rather have them? Yeah. It, like, like you have to you have to just take care of them as pets. Care of them. This one's an easy one for me. <laughs> You're gonna go the little cats, aren't you? Ten little cats. Yeah, you the problem is you could end up stepping on them and then Because they're like 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 two fists. Yeah. It, I mean it's like having ten kittens, isn't it? But then Ten's a lot though. It is. You also have to take into account like how conscious is a mouse versus a cat. Like, could I like just keep the mouse in a room? Because it's not that big of a mouse, is it? it? It's grotesque. Like, but it's only grotesque because you're thinking of it compared to a normal size mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have a guest round, and they go, "Whoa, what the hell is that? You got a th- thing in you?" Some kind uh, of like six animal. months ago, I was on this podcast, and you said, "Ask me this question." <laughs> I said the wrong thing, and now I've got to care for this thing. But you would have. I suppose yours is like an endearing, like, oh, you just got 10 little cats. How, how cute's that? Don't step on them. Yeah, it's more socially acceptable, isn't it? The... I think you're right, but I, I think of it like, okay, those 10 cats, that's 10 little bowls, 10 little meals, 10 little beds. You don't have to walk cats, thankfully, but mm-hmm. they would definitely get killed, wouldn't they? When they went out at night, they would definitely get like kicked or stood on eaten by larger predators whereas the mouse i feel like i, I can i have one thing to control to, to think about each day like i wake up what's the what's the mouse doing yeah where's true. the mouse what's it doing do i need to feed it probably not if i do it'll be very basic food won't it <laughs> i just don't think like a large mouse would eat more food than 10 tiny cats what does a mouse eat it can't be a carnivore. Is it a carnivore? I think just scraps, isn't it? Leaves. You'd have to get it some proper, like, cathedral cheddar blocks. <laughs> I can't believe you're even entertaining this idea of having a massive mouse. Horrible. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's because I would feel a greater sense of responsibility because cats are domesticated, aren't they? Like, people have cats as pets. They're a, a much-loved animal. Mice, not so much. And so I'd feel more responsible and compelled to really care for the, for the cats than the mouse. And yeah, I think 10 I is a lot. 10's a lot of little things to care for. But I see, your, I see your point. <laughs> well, we're, we're unsettled on that one. So... <laughs> And if you would like to send us a speak pipe, it's no longer called that, (laughs) but click on the link in the description to this podcast, send us a voice note. We would love to know what's your animal choice. What's your cat choice? What's your toenail clipping? Would you rather vomit on a baby? Or have a baby vomit on you. And baby vomit on you. I think there was one more as well. Send us your answers. Yeah. And also just confirm with us that as a reference to an old podcast, that having creatine monohydrate in a glass of Luke temperature, lukewarm room temperature water with your lunch is weird. Let us know how you take your creatine. Please do.